The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we are welcoming back our favorite animal communicator, Joan Ranquette. She is going to be helping us learn how to use EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, or tapping, as most of you probably know it by, for the health and well-being of our pets. Joan has been with us before, but let me remind you a bit about her background. She's an animal communicator, or as many people probably say, a pet psychic. She is the author of Communication with All Life, Revelations of an Animal Communicator, and her newest book, Energy Healing for Animals, Techniques to Enhance the Health, Longevity, and Happiness of the Animals We Love will be released in August of this year. She is also the founder of Communication with All Life University, and through private sessions, workshops, teleseminars, and speaking events, Joan facilitates a deepening of the human-animal connection. She has worked with thousands of individual pet owners, dog, cat, horse trainers, barn managers, and vets. She troubleshoots medical issues, helps stimulate healing in conjunction with conventional treatment, and helps clients to deepen their ability to care for and understand their animals. She is successful at finding lost dogs and cats and often helps clients whose pets are aging and dying. Most notably, she teaches animal communication. You can reach Joan at www.joanranquette.com. Welcome, Joan. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I'm delighted to to be able to have this chance to speak with you about EFT for animals. And I was a little chagrined to realize, you know, I use EFT in my practice all the time. I teach it I'm with humans all the time. But it never occurred to me to use it with, with my dog. And I was wondering, how long have you been using it? And, and what what's the background? How would you get started with that? Well, I've been using it about, um, I'd say about just 11 years on animals. And uh, I first learned it for myself. And, um, and you know, I had s- some results. Um, and, you know, for me, it wasn't one of those, like, overnight, like, oh, my God, things. Um, it mm-hmm. was just that I noticed um, that I was much calmer around, well, I'd been the victim of a crime, and uh-huh. I couldn't use hypnotherapy to uh, get rid of some of the uh, PTSD because uh, I still had to be a 
witness uh, oh. on the stand. Uh-huh. And the, it was funny because the de, you know the attorneys were saying, no, you cannot, you know, you have to really... You can't make that go away. <laughs> yeah. So I found EFT, and it was the perfect thing because it didn't, um, and that was in 2001 or 2002. I, you know, it was really good for me because it didn't make it go away, but I was present with myself. And mm-hmm. um, so that was my first experience with it for me. Then I started using it on people. If they had fallen off their horse or they had some sort of a situation where they were really afraid um, Mm -hmm. or nervous. And so the two big places I started using it with the animals was um, if they had had a um, riding accident Mm -hmm. or if they had an aggressive dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... I was able to really help with that. Then, so kind of a national natural progression then for yeah. you. Yeah. And so because, you know, when you're an animal communicator, you're going in and you're working on basically the relationship. And mm-hmm. if the fear is getting in the way of the relationship moving forward, it was a really great tool for me. And then somewhere in about 2004, I, was, uh, I had a client who we had a mutual uh, horse trainer. So I, um, the horse trainer had called me one morning and said, you need to get out to the showgrounds. And at the time I was living in Florida. And the showgrounds in Florida are, um, I mean, it's going all the time in the winter. Um, Mm -hmm. Wellington is a big kind of international horse circuit. And it's, it's a, it's a, Big, 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 big. Um, you know, there's a billion horses going. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of stuff going. So mm-hmm. my client, and I, you know, as an animal communicator, I do most of my work by the phone. I can even do EFT on a person or an animal on the, from the phone mm-hmm. like anybody else. So um, he was saying, you need to get out here. And I'm like, you know, I can do whatever this is on the phone. And he said, well, Shakespeare, and that was the horse that he was showing at the time, is um, is uh, going after ponies. He's going to kill ponies. And I was like, what? Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah, and he said, you, you've you never seen anything like it. You need to come out. And so it was kind of an think- emergency. Yeah, and I'm still thinking, you know, I really don't need to see it. I'm fine. I can do this on the phone. And he talked me into it, and... So I got out there, and that horse was going after ponies, and it was really, like, I'd never seen anything like it. He was lurching teeth first, and, you know, little girls on ponies were flying in all directions. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, she's, he said, we've got to find out why he's doing this. So we go back into this, you know, barn aisle, and I, you know, found out, got the information straight from the horse's mouth, um, that the uh, horse had been raised with a bunch of ponies and the ponies were really mean to him and picked on him. And mm-hmm. he's giant now, but he, you know, n- never saw himself as, um, as big. And so uh, he was almost protecting in advance 
mm-hmm. himself from those ponies. So kind of his he, chance to stand up for himself and exactly. Yeah. So I uh, thought, why don't I tap on him? And so I tapped on myself. So I was standing just to the left of him. So on my left side, I tapped on myself so that I w- so that the trainer and the owner would uh, copy me. Uh-huh. And on the, um, with my right hand, I tapped on him exactly in the same spots. And I started out, oh, wow. even though I can't stand ponies, I love and accept myself. Even though I want to kill ponies, I love and mm-hmm. accept myself. Mm-hmm. And and then I you know so I was doing the karate chop point with me and the two people, but once I started tapping on him, his eyes changed. He totally relaxed. He was uh, you know he, all the signs of relaxation that you look for when you're doing any other type of healing were starting to kick in really quickly. Mm. So I um, kept going. Did the whole round of tapping on him. And when he went out, he wasn't completely like, you know, hey, let's be buddies. But he wasn't going after the ponies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next, so the next couple of days, he made it through the horse show without killing anybody. And um, after that, about six months later, he moved into a new barn where he was across the aisle, barn aisle, from a pony. And he went, he was turned out with that pony every day. And he became friends wow. with him. Wow. So yeah, they probably was, thought you were a miracle worker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it seemed like that. That's It's a pretty amazing story. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, where do you recommend that people start with if they want to learn this, or what kind of problems do they, they start with? Do they just take what's, what's available, or what, what's your recommendation? Well, I mean, there's two things that go on with the situation with an animal. There's what they're doing and then how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. So I, and I actually am starting a class tomorrow. Um, oh, great. So all that's on my website. Um, there is the uh, what they're doing. So what they're doing, um, you know, if they are doing something, you know, as an an animal communicator, I'm coming in and kind of getting the story. And Mm -hmm. right off the bat, I'm getting the underlying feeling. So a good chunk of everything they're doing is based on some form of anxiety. Not everything, but Mm -hmm. mostly um, the stuff we don't like is based on some form of anxiety. So you would start with, you know, even if you just tapped on the same points as the people points and mm-hmm. said, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious, I'm so anxious, you'd start to get some relief. And then, you know, you could plug in a little positive round of tapping and you would you would probably see a shift. Uh-huh. Um, I tend to go for longer form tapping and, you know, really get in there. But um, there's you know, you can start with just what is the underlying emotion that is driving this behavior that we don't like. 
Mm-hmm. And and you sort of you look at it and you kind of say, okay, is this what form of anxiety might this be? Is this fear? Is it what it what is it that's driving this? Because you're going to get some cues based on exactly what it is that the animal's doing. That's a problem, correct? Yeah. So let's say, I mean, a horse spooking. Obviously, that one that's just straight up fear. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, there there are those that are bored and get naughty and spook, but um, it started in fear, even mm-hmm. if they're doing the naughty behavior. It mm-hmm. originated in fear. Um, and then if you have um, something like, uh, you know, if you have things like digging, shredding, you know, furniture, Stuff like that. That's just straight up anxiety. Okay. Um, when you have something like, um, trying to think of some other really naughty behaviors. Okay, so when you get to more of your like, um, your biting situations, mm-hmm. that's um, more of a. Uh, that can either be a fear aggression or just plain old aggression. But generally, okay. um, the people that are coming to me uh, have it's the aggression is based in fear. Fear, okay. Well, um, we are getting ready to take a short break, and maybe after the break, maybe I can give you, uh, ask you a couple of questions about my own observations when I tried it with my little Rosie. Yeah. Who loved it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, we need, as I say, to take a short break, and we'll be right back with animal communicator Joan Rankett. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. The last time you saw sparkles of life in your day. Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. We're talking with animal communicator Joan Ranquette, and she's teaching us about using EFT for our animals. So, Joan, I have to say, I listened to your uh, presentation on using EFT with animals, and then I decided to jump right in, try it with my little Rosie, and I, I... she loved it. She absolutely loved the experience of being tapped on. And she didn't want it to stop. So she comes right up and she'll like nuzzle next to me um, for more tapping, <laughs> which is wonderful. You know, it's really fun to see that. But if I can, I ask you a couple of questions about what we were tapping on and maybe that would clarify some of the issues for my listeners as well. Yes, of course. Okay. Um, the Rosie's two now, and I rescued her at six months, and I rescued her as a dachshund, but um, she's a little bit tall for a dachshund, so <laughs> there's there's something else in the mix, and I mention that because I think it contributes to her, the way her nervous system is wired, which is not exactly dachshund, pure dachshund, um, and one of the issues is she's um, leash aggressive, and she's extremely territorial. Um, you know, she probably had five or six homes in her short six months of being alive before I got her. So there's some a little more unwinding to do than I thought there might be. But be that as it may, the leash aggression is the most pressing problem because it interferes with with our day-to-day life in terms of taking a walk and that sort of thing. So I I did what you said about just jumping in and I tapped. I used the setup phrase on myself and then I tapped rounds on her. And as I said, she loved it. And I just tapped. I, you know, I hate those dogs. I hate those people. I don't want them anywhere near my house. Those kinds of, th- of statements. Um, and then yesterday... We went to playgroup for the first time since her first EFT session. She loves playgroup. Um, whenever she sees her friends, she's fine. But if she sees a strange dog in the lobby or in front of the building, she um, barks at them. Well, yesterday we went in and I was holding her and there was a couple in the lobby and they had a little dog that Rosie just looked at and sort of sniffed and didn't pay any attention, didn't make a sound. So I assumed it was one of her playgroup friends. No, it was not. Those people had just moved here from Texas, and it was the first time they had been in the facility. So, after one tapping session in that setting, that's the first time she's not barked. That's awesome. So, I thought that was just really fabulous, although she's been barking at the people around uh, like when we went for a walk early this morning, there was some poor runner she decided to yell at. Um, so we still have a little bit more work to do. And one of the questions I had was, do I tap on her um, just in advance, in anticipation, or regularly? Or or what would you recommend? When do I do it? Well, 
I tend, when I work with, I don't know what you do with EFT, but I know that I tend to think of, you know, I do like packages for three sessions sort mm-hmm. of thing a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, because there, there's a couple of things involved to me with leash aggression aside from leash aggression. And that okay. is, um, so first and foremost, she might be territorial. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, she might have some, uh, um, there might be a part of this that you're contributing to. Right. And so the first round I would do is, you know, like you did, where it's about her and her fears and her, um, uh, you know, there, there's something funny that happens with, with leash aggression, and it's, um, it can be a um, sense of, uh, sometimes it can be exuberance, and it gets misread, and it okay. goes the other direction. Okay. I can and, see that, because she loves her friends, yeah. and she loves to go to playgroups. She's just thrilled. So... That's why I like to, so I'll start out with the animal like you did, and then I always end it with, you know, everybody's my friend, my friend, my friend. You know, I I just go on and on and on about friends, friends, friends. So then, from there, um, I might do uh, a um, round on myself, on the person about... Mm -hmm. Um, what they're, what, what, ha- I would find out what, I mean, we could do it right now. Okay. What do you experience on the leash? Um, I, I'm annoyed and okay. sometimes I'm embarrassed. Okay. Because um, in the past, um, I had my little Sophie. Everyone loves Sophie. And before she passed, we'd be out there walking all the time in her stroller and even when she was able to walk, everyone loved her, and she loved most people. Um, and then, now Sophie's gone, so these same people, some of them are elderly little people out there, and they want to see Rosie, and Rosie does not want to see them. <laughs> and so, I feel embarrassed about that, and, you know, it's like I can't control her. And do you... Um What does your body do when you're on the leash? When, um, when, you're, when she's on the leash? You mean, if do I tense up or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, somewhat, because I definitely tense the arm that's holding the leash so I can keep her back. You know, I, I pull her back and she just stands up like a little meerkat. Like it doesn't even bother her. But, you know, or, and, and we, we stop or else we go the other direction where she can't see whoever it is. And um, d- does it take over any place in your body? Um, not that I'm aware of. Do you get butterflies? No. It's more frustration for you. Yeah, and frustration and annoyance. Yeah. You know, and I, it, she's two now, so I, I was sort of expecting that as she grew more comfortable in her home and her her surroundings, some of that would, would really diminish because it took almost three months for her to learn to walk on grass. 
and to use her nose. So, you know, I expected it to be a little slow, but this, not so much. Um, What, if you were to say what you expected to be slow, what would that have been? Her adjustment to life outside a cage, you know, to adapting to a home and um, learning, you know, the routine. And, and she's done extraordinarily well with most things. But I um, was not prepared for leash aggression or really any kind of aggression. I've not had that with any of my dogs. And it's like, whoa, kind of took me off balance, off guard. Um, so I should tap on that, shouldn't I? Would you want to do a round of tapping real quick? Sure, sure. Okay. That'd be great. All right. So uh, we'll start with the karate chop. Even though I thought I had the perfect dog. Even though I thought I had the perfect dog. And it turns out I don't. And it turns out I don't. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though sometimes Rosie drives me insane. <laughs> even though sometimes Rosie drives me insane. And it really bugs me to even say that out loud. And it really bugs me to say it out loud. Because <laughs> I think of her as perfect. Because I think of her as perfect. <laughs> I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though I have this situation that I really can't stand. Even though I have this situation that I really can't stand. I honor the choices I'm making. I honor the choices I'm making. Okay, tapping through the points. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I am completely annoyed. I am completely annoyed. I mean annoyed. I mean annoyed. I could swear. I could swear. But I won't. But I won't. Instead, I stuff it down. Instead, I stuff it down. And try to pull Rosie off. And try to pull Rosie off. And I just can't seem to do it. And I just can't seem to do it. I can't fix it. I can't fix it. I have no control over this. I have no control over this. And it is so embarrassing. And it's so embarrassing. Everybody wants to see Rosie. Everyone wants to see Rosie. And she's just a brat. And she's just a brat. I thought she would have outgrown this by now. I thought she would have outgrown this by now. It makes me nuts. It makes me nuts. It makes me really nuts. It makes me really nuts. Because I have tried so hard. Because I have tried so hard. I have done everything I know to do. I have done everything I know to do. I'm used to having a perfect dog. I'm used to having a perfect dog. That Sophie was something else. That Sophie was something else. It was, every day was a perfect day. Every day was a perfect day. And here I am. And here I am. With this not so perfect dog. (laughs) With this not so perfect dog. And it makes me nuts. And it makes me nuts. And deep down, it makes me a little sad. And deep down, it makes me a little sad. I'm sad because Sophie was so perfect. I'm sad because Sophie was so perfect. And I don't know what I did to have that perfect dog. And I don't know what I did to have that perfect dog. But I certainly don't have that now. But I certainly don't have that now. And it's hard. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I tense up. I tense up. I know I'm not helping. I know I'm not helping. I can feel it going backward. I can feel it going backward. 
And I don't seem to help her. And I don't seem to help her. And I don't know what to do. And I don't know what to do. I'm going to give this a little rest. I'm going to give this a little rest. Because I know it's not Rosie's fault. Because I know it's not Rosie's fault. And I know she can't be Sophie. And I I know she cannot be Sophie. And even though there's a little part of me that measures everybody up against Sophie. Even though there's a little part of me that measures everybody against Sophie. It's not fair to Rosie. It's not fair to Rosie. I'm going to let Rosie be Rosie. I'm going to let Rosie be Rosie. I may even just let her bark her head off for a minute. I may just let her bark her head off for a minute. And choose not to be embarrassed. And choose not to be embarrassed. Allow her to express herself. Allow her to express herself. And then remind her that everyone out here is our friend. And then remind her that everyone out here is our friend. I'm also going to remind her that I'm in pretty good shape. And I'm going to remind her that I'm in pretty good shape. She doesn't have to protect me. She doesn't have to protect me. That's my job. That's my job. To protect us. To protect us. So I'm going to revisit this whole issue. So I'm going to revisit this whole issue. With fresh eyes. With fresh eyes. And a fresh heart. And a fresh heart. And be open to what it is that Rosie needs. And to be open to what it is that Rosie needs. Rosie may need a little reminder that everyone's a friend. Rosie may need a little reminder that everyone's a friend. She may need a little more strength from me. She may need a little more strength from me. And we will be a little more relaxed out on our walks. And we will be a little more relaxed out on our walks. So take a deep breath. (sighs) And sometimes that's the round of tapping that has to happen with the person because... There's, you know, both of you guys are contributing to this and it turns into this big thing. Right, right. I mean, it's just, just as you went through all that stuff with me, it just feels so awesome to put it in a little package and and, um, have each element expressed because those things are all true, all true. And, you know your your timing is absolutely perfect because we need to take a uh, a short commercial break again, and so we will be right back with Joan Rankett, the amazing animal communicator, maybe a human psychic as well as a pet psychic too. We'll see. <laughs> we'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Embrace Your Inner Self and Empower Yourself with host Sangeeta Patel. This is the show you've been waiting for. It's about moving forward with relationships, money, emotional healing, and meditation. How do you remove energy blockages from your body? You'll learn about this as well as exploring how the yin and yang works to balance your life. Sangeeta and her guests are here to discuss your personal blueprint to a better life. Listen Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. Um, We are visiting with the amazing Joan Rand Animal Communicator, and um, I have to thank you for that fabulous tapping round because you really hit all the essential elements that I think are operating with Rosie and with me as we go on our walks and as we struggle with this this issue and it um it just feels like this tremendous space has opened up for for us to have a new experience and the thing so what i was saying on the break is that then you know it's like first you do the round with the dog then you do the round with the human and unless the human's got more stuff involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i would do another round with the dog um, at some point, not right away, but just uh, really, because she has such an exuberance, I would do, you know, not dwell too much on the, um, I don't like this word, but the negative, because um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that that locks feelings in, um, but, uh, and really uh, concentrate on her exuberance, since that's, I think, a real underlying thing for her is that, you know, she wasn't allowed to be exuberant before. Right. Um, and so she has this opportunity to be uh, exuberant and it gets, um, you know, mis, uh, misdiagnosed or, right. you know, it just seems like, uh-oh. We go into uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yes. And then she goes into uh-oh, uh-oh. Look at, they are terrorists. Those yeah. dogs over there, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they are our friends. And I, I had a dog, I have a dog, that used to be, um, she did it out of sheer terror, but, you know, everybody was, you know, it, she was a walking conspiracy theory. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we did a lot of work of making everybody a friend, whether it was the UPS guy or, you know, somebody coming up to, at the time I was boarding horses, so... Somebody coming up to ride their own horse was a friend, you know, the UPS guy, anybody. So that next, if you do another round of tapping with her, I would just 
almost go into La La Land of, you know, like some sort of, you know, Disney movie that everybody's mm-hmm. our friend, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, okay. just make it super positive because she does, you know, her underlying thing is exuberance. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and when, when you see just that part of it, like if we go outside and her friends are out there, especially she has a best friend who lives next door, that she is all over that dog, and that dog is so patient with her. But, I mean, she leaps, she jumps, she hugs, she licks, and you see this incredible exuberance um, yeah. for animals that she loves and she knows. Um, the rest of them, no, it's a little misdirected. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll work on that with her. And then the other thing that, that might come into the third round of tapping is um, anything that is where you guys are really alike. Like, is there a chance she's, um, have you ever felt the need to be protected, or do you have something you're protecting, or uh, do you both need uh, control of the street? You know, hmm. I don't know what um, what yeah. that would be true for you, but that's where I would play with where you guys are, what the mirror is. Yeah, what the, oh, that's a good suggestion. I hadn't thought of that at all. So, yeah, what the mirror is. Hmm. I have to ponder that. And there might not, be I mean, fun. she might really just be a big teacher for you. So then what's the, te- yeah. what's, what am I learning here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you said so many things that are so accurate because she's coming after Sophie. Yeah. And, um. I don't, you know, she's not Sophie, and and she has every right to be who she really is, and I don't want to interfere with that. And one of the things I love about having dogs is watching their personality emerge, you know, when you can really see who they are, and and that is so much fun. Yeah, so I want her to have that. Yeah. So... um. Let me think. There, I had. I, I wanted you, if you could, to speak also on, um, like, the animal safety in packs. Maybe this is part of you know what you're suggesting. It just reminded me of, of your your thoughts on how animals, uh, dogs in particular, is what I know best. How they get their sense of safety from what's going on in the pack. Is that kind of similar to what you meant by the mirroring or, or what am I doing about the protecting? Well, um, no, it's a little different. But uh, so when we look at, you know, there's some animals that in the wild that operate completely solo. And then there's some in the wild that are definitely part of groups. And dogs are definitely part of packs. They have pretty elaborate family systems and packs and there's... Uh, a leader, and there's, um, and and this is related to what what I'm talking about in terms of that second round of tapping for the mm-hmm. human. Um, so let's say, you know, in a pack of dogs, Sophie might be the alerter, like, oh my God, look over here, there's a bunch of pigeons, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the leader would probably just shoot a look like, you know, shut up, I see mm-hmm. the pigeons. And then <laughs> it's done. Okay. 
and in a pack, and in a herd, and in a um, you know a colony of cats, there are there's someone is you know, and I I'm I don't like the word leader because I don't want to come off like oh an alpha you know mm-hmm. like it's some big tough position, but someone has what I like to call, and I talk about it in my first book a little bit, my new book, I really talk about it, the emotional leader. Because if you think animals communicate through telepathy, the transference of pictures, words, and feelings, mm-hmm. and in that world, what is the first, if, if all the birds are lined up on the wire, right? Like you, you're driving through town, you see all the birds lined on the telephone wire. Um, and all of a sudden the whole flock moves off and nothing was there was no body language even that triggered all the birds to fly what is the one thing that would have shot through the community a feeling mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're looking to that leader for the right feeling so when you've got like um, a Rosie who's alerting and exuberant and alerting, um, she could trigger a whole pack of dogs to go do something mm-hmm. if there wasn't another leader. A leader uh-huh. could be like, you know what, that's enough out of you. Mm-hmm. Those guys mm-hmm. are all fine. Right. And so that's what she's kind of asking you to do. Yeah, and you know, Joan, just as you were talking and you saw, you know, your first example about, um, you know, it's just a pack of birds knocking off, you know, I realize what it is. I realize what it is. In my neighborhood, it's extremely unusual, but it happens from time to time that there is a coyote. Oh. And we go out uh, early in the morning and and it's and i've seen coyotes and they're just walking in the middle of the street and so i think it's me i think i'm the one who's worried or on alert that there could be a coyote in the bushes or hiding somewhere and i won't see it and i i keep her close to me for that reason like she's yeah. never on an expando lead but that's me that's me and so i bet she's resonating with that yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's, as you describe that, that as the emotional leader, and especially when she was tiny, and uh, you know we were out there. Uh, there's a certain route that we go because it's more well lit than than another area, because I'm the one who's really worried about coyotes, and I haven't seen one probably in two years or three years, but. You know, they go out there. So that's yeah. what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a, a perfect, uh, really a perfect example, I guess, uh, of what you were talking about and how, how we need to look at that mirroring thing because nothing came to my mind until you gave that example. And I thought, oh, that's it. That's what I'm doing. It, that's what you're doing, and there's all these other things involved, right? Like mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. all your annoyance, your embarrassment. Right. So when you think about like the first thing that shoots through 
um, for animals in terms of a pack, a pride, a flock, or a herd, Mm -hmm. it's it's a feeling. And so if you're annoyed and embarrassed, she's not necessarily thinking you're annoyed at her or embarrassed about her behavior. It's just like, oh, my God, I've got to take care of it. I've got to take care of it. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, (laughs) that's it exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, amazing. So, um Once again, we need to take a short break, so uh, we'll be right back with uh, EFT lessons from Joan Rancat. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Are you looking to get unstuck from the rut that has seemingly become your life? Move ahead by tuning in to Psychopedia, life principles to help you get unstuck. Host Dr. Jeffrey Shaw and his guests will help with the encouragement you need to make that forward move. Guests include therapists, financial advisors, and more, as well as shared stories of hope from the listening audience. Psychopedia, life principles to help you get unstuck, can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. And we are visiting today with animal communicator Joan Rancat. And she has just walked me through an amazing experience of increasing my understanding of what's going on, both with me and my little Rosie, as we deal with leash aggression. And um, I'm just really struck, and of all people, I should not be, but I am <laughs> struck by the importance of how we really have to look at the feelings first and foremost. Yeah, because one of the things we just, you know, what we broke down here is that when you first tap on the dog, you're tapping on what her situation is, and then you tap on yourself about all of your feelings around it, 
And when you tap on yourself with all the feelings around it, you're suddenly in a state of, uh, you, you know, you could almost be diagnosing the situation. As mm-hmm. I said, that third round of tapping might be for both of you about what the mirror is or what the teaching is. And a lot of times uh, you wouldn't necessarily know right off the bat what the mirror or the teaching is. Right. And there we were, we got, we found the big one. Yeah, exactly. Because it, I was not, I was not tuned into that at all until you know you gave the the example of how the feelings go through a flock or a pack or or whatever it is, and she was just resonating. I shot that feeling through probably the first time I took her out after dark. Yeah, and, and if she you were thinking that, um, uh, then you've like subconsciously been depending on her to alert for you. So instead of being annoyed and embarrassed, you should be really proud of what a good girl she is. Mm -hmm. She's been alerting all this time. She has been. (laughs) You know, I was looking for the coyotes, but she's looking for anything that comes in her field that she feels doesn't fit or is a threat or a danger or she doesn't like it or whatever it may be. And really, she's just responding to the instructions I gave. Yeah, so from here, every time she alerts, you could be like, wow, thank you. Okay, that's actually our friend. That's our mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then we can tap on that as well, correct? With her? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty, I'm pretty amazed. Uh, it's, um, it's really fun to be, as I said, I think in the break, it's really fun to be on this side of the tapping experience you know that um and and i'm hoping all all of my listeners are seeing what does happen and as we did that tapping round exactly what we think is is going to happen does happen things bubble up yeah and and my emotional state changed so i felt myself felt more exuberant and um i can look forward to that part of of her personality and and resonate with that while we're uncovering some of the other stuff. So that's pretty cool. Thank you, Joan. Yeah. So you're welcome. Overall, um, what do you tell people to look for, like to, how to tell if it's working? Well, you know, when you're doing it, it mm-hmm. should be, um, you know, you watch different stages of. Uh, the to me the work comes in. Um, you should see a change in the eye at the time that you're doing the tapping, and maybe right after. You might hear a difference in the breathing. Uh, they might start licking and chewing and really processing like they would in training. Um, and they give all the calming signals that they do to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they might pass gas. They might have to get up and go to the bathroom right afterwards. And one more thing about animals is that even if an animal is getting up a lot while you're doing the tapping, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're annoyed by it or that it's bad. It mm-hmm. actually means they're processing it because animals take in body work and energy work and any sort of healing, and they move. That's part mm-hmm. of the integration into their system. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like I know for me, I love to put a massage at the end of the day, but the truth is I should put it in the middle of the day and continue to move because I'd be integrating all that healing. Mm, and, you mm-hmm. know, we've, we've turned into like sloths and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, right. I'm going to massage, right, I'm going right. to get on the couch. But that's mm-hmm. actually, 
almost probably the opposite of what we should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. So they they might get up and move around a bit, and then you can continue on, and you know it's just part of the continuum for them of mm-hmm. processing the emotional work. Um, and so for me, that's what you should see while you're doing the healing work. Mm-hmm. And then after you've done the healing work, I think you'd want to really be measuring up against the goal. So if your goal is to have um, a really easygoing walk and to have her now process that she was exuberantly alerting mm-hmm. and she can uh Accept the fact that it's um, that that was a great alert, and these happen to be uh, great friends. Then I think you've you know really done well. And if if she hasn't accepted that, then you might want to continue to do a few rounds of tapping so that she's you know takes all that in, so that that it becomes part of her. Right. And well. again, I really use the word friend. You know, when we think of the word friend, it has such a good feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. I was just down in L.A. and I lived there for 14 years, and I have friends there that have been mm-hmm. friends since college, New York and L.A., you know, living mm-hmm. in L.A. And so mm-hmm. 20, 30 years, and like that is the yummiest feeling on the planet when I say friend right now. Right, and right. The use of that word to get her to recognize is going to send a feeling to her that's like, oh. So, you know, if you could think of the same friends that she loves and is exuberant with when you say that word friend, Mm -hmm. potentially everybody on the street could be that kind of a friend for her. Right, and I think maybe that's why we saw our first little hint of progress when we went to playgroup because she loves her friends at playgroup, and that's probably a really safe experience for her she goes into that environment looking for friends yeah okay cool now um joan i know you mentioned you have a class starting can you give everyone the details uh, of that and let people know um how to contact you yeah so the details are it's an eight-week class um teleclass on at 11 a.m pst on um thursdays uh, for and it's not it's not exactly every other week it's kind of around my travel schedule um, mm-hmm. but it's um, but there's going to be lots of homework so the it's we're going to cover fear um, fear based situations for the human fear based situations for the animal we're going to cover uh, wellness you know what happens to a person when they get a diagnosis, what happens for the animal when they get a diagnosis. So we're, we're covering uh, fear, wellness, and then behavior, what happens to the person, you know, almost exactly what we just mm-hmm. went through mm-hmm. with you. Like right. you do right. the round on the animal and what a round on the person would be like. We go over helping people make scripts. I've got a ton of case studies. I've got, uh, the, you'll have access to a bunch of videos where I, I'm tapping on horses and dogs and cats, we go over all the points, uh, what to do if an animal, you know, if a dog or a, if a dog is aggressive to humans and you wouldn't want to be tapping on the head, especially if there was mm-hmm. a head injury, or right. cats that don't want to be tapped on on the head, or horses that are head shy. So we go over just all sorts of things. And, um, and so how do know, they find you? Okay, through my website, which is www.joanranquette.com, J-O-A-N, 
R-A-N-Q-U-E-T.com. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time today and your wisdom and your help with my little Rosie. Thank you. It was really fun. Great. Thanks so much. And I hope everyone will join me next week when my guest will be Stefan Gonick. And most of you may know him from his work as a soulmate attraction mentor. And next week we'll be talking about the important topic of anger, the misunderstood emotion. See you then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week.